Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox. The Chiefs take on a fairly demoralised Steelers team on Sunday at Hinesfield, a team that is trying to erase the memory of their tie with the Cleveland Browns in Week 1. To help me look ahead to this week's game, I have with me the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs, our very own Manchester Titan, Dave Barnett, and we're pleased to bring back to the show the Chiefs film and analyst, from The Athletic, our good friend Seth Kaiser. How are you doing, Seth? I'm doing really well, Brad. It's good to, it's good to talk to all of you guys again. Great. That's great having you on. What's this fourth time now, is it? I don't know. I, that sounds perfect to me. Yeah. yeah we're, we're say, you, you got so excited, Brad, there. You, you nearly couldn't spit it out. It was I just like... Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 love, I love it when Seth's on because I learn so much. <laughs> <laughs> I do, oh. I love it so much. Oh, um, that's unfortunate. I was planning on not saying a single intelligent thing today. So. <laughs> hey, you'd be feeling right at home with Brad then, so we'll be all okay. <laughs> well, we've uh, we've got a, a bit of a preview show going on because uh, obviously the Chiefs take on the Steelers on Sunday, which is a 6 o'clock kickoff game over here uh, in the UK. Um, I want to talk a little bit about briefly what you've seen on the uh, the previous game against the Chargers because I can tell from your Twitter your Twitter page your Twitter feed that you are just as excited with Patrick Mahomes and this offense as we are right I am uh, the 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 film review for Patrick Mahomes is up on the athletic and as you guys know I, I have a bit of what I believe to be a unique methodology to to look at quarterbacks in that I attempt to separate their performance from everyone around them. I don't I don't want to know about stats because, you know, basic stats that 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 tells you how the offense did. It tells you how the offensive line did, how the receivers did. What I do is I I chart things like um, uh, multiple read plays, whether the throw was accurate, not whether it was complete, whether it was accurate, um, how often the quarterback was flushed, as in, you know, pressured heavily before a receiver came open, things like that, and a whole lot, you know, whether they missed a wide receiver down the field, happy feet in and out of the pocket, those are things that allow you to separate the quarterback's play from the offense as a whole, and I've been doing that for about five years now, and over time, the system keeps refining, and I feel like it's all led to this moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. This this was all me being prepared to write about a new young franchise quarterback as accurately as possible. And so I guess I would just start off by saying, as good as I thought Mahomes was during the broadcast, when I went back and I watched and charted every throw on all 22, he was even better, and by quite a bit. Oh, that's so nice to hear. <laughs> it was nice to watch. I sat there giggling while I was doing the review. Um, it, it was it was like it was two and a half hours of time spent laughing, like I did when when during the game when he hit Sherman down the left sideline. <laughs> it, yeah. 
it was that feeling for two and a half hours because what I found was on a few of the passes where it looked like Mahomes was maybe inaccurate, there was something else going on on one play. Travis Kelsey got held on another one. Uh, you know, Kelsey got bumped off his route. Just things like that. The few bad plays I thought he had, most of them weren't actually bad plays. He made very, very few mistakes throughout the course of the game and made a bunch of fantastic plays on his own. I charted him as creating 111 yards of offense on plays that had failed. As in, you know, something bad had happened. And an easy example of this would be that big touchdown to Tyreek Hill, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the play failed due to a failure of execution by my 40-year-old my adult son, Mitch Morse, and, <laughs> and LDT. Yeah. And they, they, you know, even my kids make mistakes sometimes, and that's all right. And, uh, and there was pressure in Mahomes' face immediately. That play is a sack or a throwaway for mm. the vast majority of quarterbacks. Um, instead, he managed to, and we all remember the play, you know, he turns mm. himself a little bit sideways, throws it sideways, and still manages. It's like it's shot from a cannon. And hits Hill perfectly in stride. Now, Hill's speed obviously helped turn that into a touchdown. But the only reason he was in position was because Mahomes created something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And not just from that play, but, I mean, there were multiple other plays. I mean, 111 total yards were created on plays that should have been dead in the water. And that's just a taste of, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other stuff in that article. And I could talk about that for hours, that, that article by itself. But the short version is that... Mahomes played, in my estimation, using my system, a better game than any game I charted from Alex Smith last year. Really? And that, that, that's incredible. You know, he didn't have a single happy feet snap. And, you know, a happy feet snap is one where, he, you know, a quarterback bails on the pocket due to phantom pressure or puts himself in a position to be sacked due to poor pocket movement. Anytime he bailed on the pocket, there was legitimate pressure coming. Uh, he never took he, – he missed one shot all game, and that one was me being incredibly picky because I just was like, I can't have zero for both of those. People are going to think I'm making this up. <laughs> and, Which one was that? Um, this was uh, third down uh, in the fourth quarter where there was quick pressure from his left side and a blitz coming up through the A-gap uh, between Morse and LDT. And um, – and and he saw that there was going to be some pressure coming from his left side, and so he start he had to move to his right. While he moved to his right, Sammy Watkins came open on an in route down the field. Uh, right. Um, and and he just didn't quite have he he wasn't looking at that moment he came open. Mm. Then by the time he looked again, uh, because he'd moved, pressure came from the right side of the line at that point, and he just threw the ball away correctly. By the way, didn't take a stupid risk. Didn't try anything crazy. Didn't try to play hero ball. He mm. lived to fight another down. And he had a few plays like that where rather than doing something stupid, he lived to fight another down. And so to me, that's not even really that bad a play. But it technically could be counted as a missed shot because I think he maybe could have seen it and gotten it there. But there were just so few negative plays. Um, what what I always talked about with Alex Smith was that he, he put a lot on the table in terms of you know, pre-snap reads and being accurate and doing mm -hmm. a lot of things well. But he also took a lot off the table in terms of missed wide receivers and refusing to test tight windows. Whereas with Mahomes, he's the best dinner guest ever. He brings a bunch of food and he doesn't need anything. 
It's yeah. It's, oh. it's like if a guy brought twenty pounds of you know, of burnt ends to your to your home and didn't eat a single thing. It's it's beautiful. The one thing I wanted to ask you about because it's probably the two things that probably stand out to me comparing because obviously in the article I've only had a brief look at it but in the article we're comparing it to Alex Smith last year. Yes. There's two things you sort of notice that stand out. The first one's the happy feet stat and the second one's the average depth of target. I think the average depth of target was something that was talked about prior to this article anyway. I think his average depth of target was yes. 14.6 yards. I've talked about that quite a bit. And what you saw with with Mahomes is more testing percentage-wise mm-hmm. in terms of how often he went to a certain place. Percentage-wise, there's more testing of the deep part of the field. There's more testing of the intermediate zones of the field. And the intermediate zone in particular is where people should pay attention because that's Mm -hmm. where Alex struggled even last year when the deep ball he was a little more willing. But those intermediate throws, you know, between 11 and 20 yards down the field, he still didn't like to test that range. And that's where Tyreek Hill did some of his best work on Sunday. And I suppose that's where we're going to need him on Sunday because when the Steelers play their conventional cover too, it's the intermediate routes which are going to be the ones where you can exploit it so have we finally got the quarterback that could have could beat the Steelers in that defense that has dominated us for like two or three years now a couple of Tyreek Hill's big receptions on Sunday were against various forms of cover two shells um it's those intermediate zones and in and I know you guys will know when you see it those routes between 15 to 20 yards down the field on the sideline mm-hmm. in that gap between the deep safety and the shallow corner and he just stuck a few of those throws. And it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers try to do because I don't think what they've done traditionally against the Chiefs is going to be effective. Sorry, I was miles away. I was just... I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was miles away. He's just like dazed into <laughs> silence. There's a lot of good thoughts. Oh, and here's something just like, I mean, if anyone's thinking about subscribing to, to have a look, um, hopefully maybe you guys could provide a link to people at some point. I'm very proud of this article and I'm very proud of this series. This These are my baby. Like, I love what I do. I love mm. analyzing Chiefs football. But these quarterback film reviews, this is what this is what I do. This is like Dear. why God put me here. Maybe like like with my wife and kids too. But mostly, yeah. It's <laughs> throw that in there quickly, just just for film. just in case. And so, one thing that I think people would be really interested to know is that you know I talked about flushes, right? Mm-hmm. The plays where you're under pressure prior to anyone coming open. He had seven of those on Sunday. Alex Smith's average game was four point nine. So Mahomes actually faced more pressure Sunday than Alex did in his average game last year. But I would be willing to bet that any of you... I mean, did you notice the pressure as much? Because I sure didn't. No, because he started... I think that's, that's the one thing you sort of mentioned previously was how he just stood in there and delivered. Because I think we talked about it on the last show a little bit, that the Hill touchdown, where he puts himself in a position that even though he knows he's going to get hit where he sort of adjusts his throwing position, his arm angle a tiny little bit. And as I say, the big thing for me is like he can still generate that zip and that quickness on those throws, even if he can't perfectly get planted and get his feet set. He's still got the power in his arm that he can still get that ball in quickly. And I think it makes such a difference. Are you talking about the sling there? 
Yeah, that, that, that's... flung it to him. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, because it's an there. unconventional <laughs> arm angle. And, um, yeah, it just gets in there super fast. And it's like, you know, if a guy's willing to stand in there, you're obviously going to generate more plays like that because, guy, he, you know, guys are going to just get that extra split second just to get open. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the thing that I, I kind of look at with, uh, with Mahomes is he... He's very good at reading the blitz and the pass rush coming. He, he seems to be very like spatially aware of what's going on around him, more so than what, dare I say, what Alex Smith was. Like you said, he had the happy feet fears and all that kind of thing. But is it is that is that what you've seen in the in the footage in the film that Mahomes can easily recognise those when the blitz is coming? And react I don't to know it? if he, I don't think he recognises them pre-snap as well as Alex does. Alex was very adept at that kind of thing. Mm. What he did is he handled those issues pre-snap because post-snap, Alex was not a fast processor and he wasn't great at adjusting to things he didn't expect. Whereas I don't think Mahomes recognizes the blitz pre-snap, but I think post-snap, when you talk about dealing with it, he is very, very calm and he processes very, very quickly post-snap. So let's say he doesn't see a blitz or pre-snap and the guy's Mm -hmm. screaming at him you know, just, you know, free line just straight towards him. That's where you'd see, Al- you'd see Alex Smith immediately drop his eyes. And look, I like Alex Smith. I think Alex mm-hmm. Smith is a good quarterback. But he would drop his eyes, he'd look at the rush, and he'd try to bail. Whereas Mahomes seems to be very aware of, okay, I still got a second and a half before he gets here. And he just keeps calmly surveying the field while moving a little ways away to buy himself an extra second and just gets rid of the ball. And it just seems like he processes extremely quickly when bullets are flying. And I think that's the difference between him and Alex. So it's not necessarily like a pre-snap recognition, but it's the ability to process things in a post-snap manner. And those are two different quarterback skills. The very, 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 very best quarterbacks in the league, like Aaron Rodgers, can do both. both. <laughs> yep. Which, and that's why he's such a cyborg, because he can do both. Whereas Mahomes, he is so adept at the latter that he, the fact that he's not as good at recognizing things pre-snap and everyone's freaking out oh what's he gonna do he's not gonna it's like well he's great at recognizing them post-snap and there are a lot of great quarterbacks that made their living like that and I think he's gonna be one of them and that's assuming he never comes around pre-snap and that's one more side note is I saw plenty of plays um, that he killed successfully and correctly for the right uh, you know sliding the blocking a certain direction or putting the ball in a spot that was being vacated by a certain coverage or certain blitz. So I think the pre-snap stuff is coming along as well. But that's the thing. Would you also say that it's probably easier to learn the the pre-snap stuff? If, you know, let's take a guy like Smith that was obviously a lot better pre-snap. Was probably one of the best guys in the NFL pre-snap. But post-snap, because of having that, or thought constantly in his head. Do you think that's harder for a quarterback to shake than obviously learning the pre-snap stuff? Absolutely, I do. I think it's it's a lot like uh, in in terms of of the ability to process things quickly and deal with things post-snap. That's a talent issue for the most part. Mm-hmm. Speed of thought is not something you can really improve on. 
You, you can try, and there's certain things that people do, exercises. You know, you can always study harder and learn stuff pre-snap, but processing speed, you either have it or you don't. It's just like that ability to to move around the pocket comfortably, right? To kind of feel pressure mm -hmm. and move to the right spots, and most importantly, not move to the wrong spots. Most quarterbacks either have that or they don't, and they very rarely improve much on it as the years go by. Now, they do a little because the game, you know, they talk about the game slows down to them a bit. Mm -hmm. and so there's some improvement there, but in my experience, and you know I'm no expert, um, but in my experience with quarterbacks I've reviewed, that post-snap stuff, it can improve a little, but not nearly as much as the pre-snap stuff. The pre-snap stuff is the schoolyard, or the, the, the classroom stuff. And so that's just a matter of time and work. Mm -hmm. Processing it speed, you either have it or you don't. Yeah. Uh, it's mentioned quite often about this offense being a high-powered offense, and from the naked eye, we looked at it and we were like, "Yeah, this is this is the offense for us. It's it's going to do a lot of things this year." It, was there anything from the uh, the film that you looked at that you thought that could do with a little bit more polishing? They they definitely do need a little bit more polishing. You know that drop Sammy Watkins had on the third drive. Yeah. Um, Derwin James, who I think is going to be a really special player, he looks mm. like he's going to be real he good. Really good. He he took a bit of a sloppy angle, similarly to the Tyreek Hill touchdown, and had Watkins collected that 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 pass because of how quickly it got to him, and because of you know it hit him running and the angle Derwin James took. I think Watkins might have housed that. And yeah. can you imagine had they gone up 21-3 like that? And just, I mean, <laughs> you know, two slants that they take to the house. It was so close. Um, so Watkins' role in the offense, you can see he's a guy. He's still running sharp routes out there. I, I think he's going to continue to get more involved. Mm -hmm. But he still clearly is trying to think. And so that needs to clean up. Um, Cam Irving con is, is a bit concerning to me. It's just pressure doesn't affect Mahomes as much. Overall, when I watched, I mean, you know, everyone wants to talk about how, oh, you know, the, you know, the Chargers were only, you know, if they'd only not made all their mistakes, they would have scored a lot more points, which is literally true of every team in the history of football. <laughs> and that, yeah. that's, that's bothered me so much. But the Chiefs were a few miscues away from throwing up another, you know, 150 mm -hmm. yards and two touchdowns themselves. Mm -hmm. And th that offense looks really 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 tough to stop i i don't know what i would do i've talked to a few of my fellow analysts at the athletic like you know smarter football minds than me way way smarter you know what would you do and they were just like you know if mahomes plays like that uh not much just yeah <laughs> just try and hope that he does hope that he makes a mistake yeah hopefully hope, hope. yeah it's the same. It's kind of like the, the in a similar th way people talk about Aaron Rodgers. Genuinely, not I'm saying, not saying they're on the same level, <laughs> but it's the same thing. Hope you can pressure him with four people, and that your coverage is really good, which is basically like saying hope that you play really, really, really well, and that it's enough. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that's the thing about the Chargers' defense. Like, don't get me wrong, they were missing Bosa and Legit. Mm -hmm. Um. And it obviously wasn't at full strength, but that's not a bad Chargers defense by any not stretch of the imagination. Um, and a lot of people pick them as favorites for the AFC West. <laughs> I don't, they do it every year. Every I don't know year. why. <laughs> every we, single yeah. year. And we beat them every year, <laughs> nine times in a row now. <laughs> so you think people would learn, but they still do it every year. And it, that, that's, a, that's the thing for me. Like If it had come out and done this against... like. You know, you watch the Ravens against the Bills. 
at the weekend. That you know, that's one team that's just totally outmatching the other. Whereas for me, this was a case of this was just two pretty even teams, but this team outplayed the other team rather than like a case of yeah, Ravens against Bills, where it was just like these two teams probably shouldn't be on the same field right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's just there's an issue of talent there, and the the thing that the Chiefs have. And um, another analyst, a national guy uh, for SB Nation, wrote about this. The Chiefs just have a physical advantage that you usually don't see in the NFL, like with like Mahomes and Hill, <laughs> especially. It's not that they're like you know running over people or anything, but they are. There's no one else in the NFL like Tyreek Hill, oh. and there's really no one else in the NFL like Travis Kelsey. And there's really, like, one other quarterback in the NFL like Patrick Mahomes. And so they have this level of physical dominance. They can just do things that other people can't do. So they can run plays that other people can't run. And it's just so much fun to watch. And I, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. Pittsburgh's going to be the real test because that defense has just owned the Chiefs, including last year. Remember, we were all thinking, this is the year. It's going to be different. Yeah. They were averaging <laughs> over 30 points a game. They go into Pittsburgh and put up 13 and looked pathetic. Mm -hmm. Well, this one's following a nasty trend because last year, what the week before, the, the Jaguars turned over the Steelers, didn't they? Mm -hmm. And then they beat us in Arrowhead. And the year before that, we... We played them a week after they got turned over by Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Um, I would argue that last week was probably more embarrassing than both of those those games for the Steelers. So are we going to see a, a, a Ben Roethlisberger revenge game again uh, where he comes back out and just takes out all his anger on the Chiefs? You know, that's, we've seen it enough times. Now, Le'Veon Bell has been... Uh... Or Le'Veon Bell, if you want to actually pronounce his name correctly, <laughs> is, he's uh, he he's been a big thorn in the Chiefs' side when they play. Like in the playoff game, you know, or last year's game, Roethlisberger didn't play particularly well in either. No, um, it's just Bell kept running for you know 150 yards, and the offense couldn't do squat. And so the the big thing for me, I think Bob Sutton's defense has, except for that game, it was you know a couple years ago that you're talking about where the Steelers just beat them down on national mm -hmm. television. That mm -hmm. was so bad. Worst game Sad I've seen. to watch. Mm -hmm. Worst game of the Andy Reid era, I think. Except Oops. maybe losing to the Giants last year. Good God. Uh, yeah, and I was going to say the Giants <laughs> once took out to me more just because yeah. of how terrible they are. Like, oh, that was, that was ugly. And but, just to let you know, we've had... Two, we had two meetups for those both games. We um, we actually met up at the Hippodrome <laughs> Casino in London on a, I think it was oh. a Sunday night football, wasn't it? Oh. Uh, the, the first one. So we were in there at like half one in the morning till 5am to watch the Steelers beat down the Chiefs. And then obviously we met last year for the Giants game. So the Giants the and Jets games last year. So <laughs> yes. let's not meet up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we um. The, you guys, yeah, you, yeah, you guys need to stop meeting up. I almost had Chiefs fans banning me from games after a couple of rough incidents, but now I finally, after the Seattle win in 2014, people trust me to be there again. Um, so I, I just, 
the, the Steelers just do things schematically that have really bugged the Chiefs. They really handle those short passes very well because mm-hmm. they're a disciplined defense. <laughs> and But the, that was the biggest thing. It wasn't that the defense necessarily played horrible any of the last three times they've played. Or, well, not any of the last two times, I guess would be fair. The third <laughs> time they got worked. But, I mean, you know, last year they lost, what was it, 19-13? Mm-hmm. If your opponent scores 19 points, you should win the game in the NFL. And so the big thing I'm going to be watching for is can they perform now? Can they finish against this Steelers defense that has just – this has been the defense that has performed better against Andy Reid's Chiefs than any other. And if they can go to Pittsburgh and hang 30 on them, I'm going to be convinced that there's not a defense in the league that can really bug them too much other than maybe like the – maybe the Jaguars can hang with them physically. I was just going to say, if we, if we get to the Super Bowl, I'd be worried about facing the Rams uh, front seven. I'll say that much. Yeah, but yeah, that front seven is terrifying. I don't think Tlaib or Peters are, are going to be able to keep up down the field. Mm. They, they, Hill Mahomes and Watkins are out. weird matchups for those two. Mm. But that, that front seven is terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And the Jaguars' front seven is terrifying mm. too. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is just a big game, though, because if the, Chief, if the Chiefs can start off – taking out two playoff contenders on the road and start off 2-0, that's a big deal. It's a mm-hmm. really big deal. It's probably a, a really good time to play the the Steelers as well week two because they, they won't have a lot of film on this offense. Right. And that's the other that's, – that's, that's the good news with regards – you know, the first four weeks of the NFL are, are weird – because they're often about like the first four weeks are often about who has the most new stuff, right? Yeah, schematically. Who, who, who has the best new adjustments and all that stuff? The last four weeks are often about who's healthiest. Hmm. And and so that's why the NFL is so interesting, you know. And so this will be an interesting thing. I can guarantee you the fact that they were the second week. I guarantee you, there's no way Andy Reid. People think he's this jovial dude. That guy is a killer. Hmm. <laughs> He he is. You can see the intensity. I've been told by people the difference between, you know, jovial public Andy Reid and like correcting you to the side Andy Reid mm-hmm. is like night and day. I mean, the man works insane hours. He he just, he's a killer. You don't get as successful as he is without being one. You can't tell me he doesn't know that Mike Tomlin has owned him. And you can't tell me that with them being week 2, he didn't spend all offseason preparing for both the Chargers and the Steelers. And so I'm hoping to see some new stuff this week. There's no way they showed all their installs in one week. Mm-hmm. And so that's another good thing they've got going for them is, sure, there's one week of film, but Andy Reid knew that they, you know, now they're going to be pouring over that first week of film. And so now it'll be real interesting to see if they just come out and try completely different stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe not too different because Patrick Mahomes slinging it all over the field is pretty fun to watch. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not expecting them to see or to show that. You know that uh, that kind of jet sweep move they did. You know where they just threw it up in the air and right did some crossing routes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see something run off of that though. Yeah, with some something misdirection similar, yeah. that yeah. you'll see because teams have got that on film now, yeah. where they'll run that motion, and you might even get Hill running like a wheel off the jet motion or something like that, yeah. where right. it'll take something. And just tweak it a little bit so that it looks like you're showing the same thing that you've shown before, but then you're just giving a little different variation on that so that the defense doesn't can't pin quite what you're doing. 
We did we, we did that last time, didn't we? Last year with the shovel pass, though, didn't we? Because sometimes it was Kelsey taking it, and other times it was I think it was Tyreek Hill might have been taking it. So we we saw different variations of that shovel pass technique. And um, I I can actually tell you from watching training camp, I have literally seen um, an an added layer to that that little uh, touch pass yeah. action. They were working on that stuff the, the days that I was there. And I've seen I've seen a layer added to that that I've literally never seen an NFL team do, and so does I'm it, really excited. Does uh, it involve a, left-handed left-handed passes from Tyreek Hill? I oh, please God no. <laughs> never, say, never no Tyreek Hill and no Travis Kelsey throwing the Kelsey ball. Kelsey yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just let just let Mahomes throw the ball. Uh, but it, they just they they they've got a lot of added layers to some of those jet sweep actions and some of that like the triple option stuff that they showed. They've got layers that I seriously, I have literally never seen an NFL team do. I'm so excited. I remember watching that uh, in practice, and I was just like, because I was recording at the time, and I was like, I can't believe someone just let me record that. And but, then, then I deleted it and, you know, destroyed my phone and, you know, burned my yeah. house down. And, <laughs> and so it, I'm, I'm excited to see what they have. But, I mean, this is their chance to show that this year – is different. I think people are excited about San Diego or San Diego about the win against Los Angeles, but <laughs> there's a lot of uh, still questions about the defense. Yeah, and and so yeah, beating Pittsburgh would would be enough, I think, for people to say, okay, okay, this is this might be pretty for real. Um, on the defense, uh, because I talked a little bit about this on Monday, um. Were you as sad about Orlando Scandrick as I was watching the film? Because to me, it was sad, very, very sad. Still, still looks better to, to, than David Amerson to me, but uh, <laughs> it de- it's definitely sad. Um, he he did not have a particularly good game. I didn't chart his snaps, but I watched him a little bit, and he definitely he definitely had some he definitely had some problems. Um, I guess how fixable is it and obviously Um, how quickly do we think Charvarius Ward will be pushed I'm trying to figure out how much of it it was just being up against a really tough group of receivers how much Mm -hmm. of it was being new to the defense still and how much of it is just physical limitations that he can't get past and I'm just not sure yet I should probably warn you guys that I'm starting to hear chaos brewing outside my door. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I have a feeling Bolt my the children door. will Bolt need the me door. shortly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, one last thing I wanted to know about is, uh, and it's on everybody's lips at the minute, is uh, can you give us any insight into what's going on with Eric Berry at the minute? You must know, Seth. You're the man in the know. Um, as far as I know... They they when they say that they're kind of relying on him to to keep them, you know, to keep them in the know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's accurate from what I've heard. Now again, I'm not Mister. I don't have a ton of sources. I have a few people that chat with me here and there. But my understanding is that last year he had a sore ankle, and or, you know he had a sore you know ankle in that area. And he blew out his other Achilles compensating. Right. I think they're trying to make sure that doesn't happen again. 
I think they're really worried that if he goes out there with a with a heel that's too sore, he'll blow out his other Achilles compensating. Because you know how injuries work like that, right? You know, you can get yeah. a Charlie horse favoring one leg. Put the stress think, on the other. I think that's the concern, which is which makes me feel slightly better because the deal of it is they don't – they know that they've got a good enough team mm-hmm. to come out of the gates, you know, five and three without Eric Berry. Yeah. And uh, now he the the one thing that I just keep thinking about though is Jamal Charles's last year in Kansas City, where mm-hmm. it was just like, oh no, you know if we can just start off okay without him, it'll be fine and blah blah. And then finally it was just clear it was never gonna happen. Mm. And I just keep thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. The, the question I guess is like, why do you think they, if if it is the case where they they might think it could be as long as that, why do you not put him on the PUP list or IR to return? And, at the start of the year, right, and that's what I—that's why I hold out hope that it really is a day-to-day thing. He could wake up any day. I'm guessing that they don't have any tests showing anything wrong. It's just pain. He's just hmm. sore, which is a lot better than having tests showing stuff that's you know torn or something that's whatever. And so I think that's why it's like, man, he could wake up tomorrow and feel better. Hmm. And you know, with a guy like him, well, then you keep him on just in case and so mm-hmm. that's that's the reason why I'm feeling a little bit better is the fact that they did keep him active and so I, I don't think you do that if you don't think there's a chance for him to come back and now Eric Berry the defense looks bad enough that he's not going to be an end all be all solve everything mm-hmm. but he sure will help yeah oh gotcha um, right well We'll leave it at that for now, but uh, we'll uh, we'll do the predictions before we go. Um, Steelers and Chiefs. Should we uh, should we let Tom go first, predictions wise? Yeah, he's been the quietest tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let him get a word in edgeways now. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers, um, guys. You know my thoughts on us playing the Steelers, um, and similar to like how I feel about the Chargers and the Chiefs. Until we prove we can beat them. I would always make the Steelers favourites, so I think I think we are in for a bit of a dressing down on on defence. So I think that this, the game will probably end up somewhere around like thirty-three to like the mid twenties. So I've, I'm going for a loss. I'm sticking to my pre-season prediction. I'm going to say we're going to lose on Sunday. Right, Dave. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for. A, I'm going to change from my pre-season prediction of a loss to a win in this game because I say. Two things have happened since then. The Steelers don't have Le'Veon Bell, which makes a huge difference. I know James Conner had a good game against the Browns, but James Conner is not Le'Veon Bell in any way, shape, or form. Um, and as I say, I just watched that Steelers offense, and it did not look good against the Browns. They they, they should have probably lost that game. So I just think with those rolling off that LA game and them coming in off a pretty disappointing performance against Cleveland. I fancy us to win it. So yeah. I'm going to go 31 to 17 Chiefs. Right, okay. Well, before we get Seth, I'll mention that I've kind of wavered a little bit because my original prediction was we were going to lose this game because we, we, we did the prediction show before, didn't we? And I'm now thinking, do you know what? Maybe, just maybe, that <laughs> we've got something different this time that the Steelers haven't seen. And we, I think we probably edge it something like. I don't know, 30-27 to the Chiefs. What about Seth? Uh, I'm the the line I've been sticking with is uh, is 37-30 Chiefs. 
I think the Chiefs offense is going to continue to do some things. I think the Steelers are going to have to sacrifice field position anytime they punt because no one's going to punt anywhere near Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I, mean, just, I can't believe they did. I, like, I just, like, what Especially you, the charges of all yeah, teams. Like, what are you, yeah, what are you thinking? Like, yeah. it, Of course he's going to run it back. And so... I, and then they kicked it to him later. But, I mean, that at least worked out. But it was like, what is wrong with you? What are you trying to um, – but I think I saw enough stuff on film with Tyreek Hill, some more refined route running, um, him him reading zone coverages a little bit better. Because that's been a problem against the Steelers is, you know, Hill, Hill was not a guy who could drift into mm-hmm. that, the correct zone. So things like that, I just saw enough – I don't think the Steelers' defense is going to be able to stop the Chiefs. I also don't think the Chiefs' defense is going to be able to stop the Steelers, but I think the Chiefs, especially with Bell out, have a little bit more firepower. And I think the defense does just enough. I think there's going to be just, like, one play that's like a saving grace where it's like a Chris Jones sack or maybe a D. Ford sack because he came back to life. So mm-hmm. that's fun. Um, and Ford has traditionally played pretty well against the Steelers. And so, well, except in the playoffs, but I digress. <laughs> <sighs> sorry, sorry. Don't, let's not go back there. Let's <laughs> not go back let's go there. Bitter. I was there that night. Chiefs Kingdom sent me to the game oh, and my geez. whole family. And then we sat there in the cold happy thoughts. rain. Yes. Happy anyway, thoughts. Happy, happy thoughts. thoughts. Happy You'll thoughts. get more hate again on Twitter. Watch out. Yes. Oh, that's true. I don't want more hate on Twitter. But I do think the Chiefs just have too much firepower. And I think I think the hype train is going to be hesitantly because of the defense rolling forward uh, next week. I think the conversation next week is this. The conversation this week is, man, the Chiefs defense is pretty bad. And I think the conversation next week is going to be, you know, it really doesn't matter that the Chiefs defense is pretty bad. And yeah, that's that's all that's all it'll take. So there's going to be all these comparisons to the 2003 year. And so, you know, here's hoping this year the inside linebackers can stay healthy. <laughs> right then. Well, uh, that's it. Um, Seth, you've been a legend as always. You've uh, you've come on and give us a real good insight into uh, what you see from the Chiefs because I don't see any of this. I, I don't see all the intricate things. I don't see all Bless of that. Him. I just I just see are they winning? Are they doing well? Is the offense on on fire? And I'm a happy Chiefs fan, but it's it's always it's always a, a, like a schooling session when you're on, mate. It really is. I appreciate that. It's always fun talking to you guys. I I apologize as always if I if I blab too much. I'm just too excited about this offense. <laughs> no, we appreciate it, mate. Really do. Uh, well, that's it for this week's Arrowheads Abroad podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and thanks again to Seth Kaiser for joining us. It's like I said, it's always an education when he's on. And thanks to Tom and Dave for giving up their time to help out in this podcast, as always. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes so you don't miss a thing. And also, why don't you just check out theathletic.com as well from uh, from uh, Seth's side of things. Um, I know Dave's, Dave, you're reading the article now, aren't you? I've been reading it as we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, check that it, out. Is it is it is it worth thirty bucks a year, Dave? I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if only now you could see my face and there was like a cheesy smile with some thumbs up. It just be like <laughs> lots of videos, lots of video clips. It's a whole lot that, of fun to watch that offense. That's Dave's night sorted with a with a packet of Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a but, lot, guys, for having me. Yeah, it's been great having you on, mate. Right. Well. Yeah, that's it. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.